1: Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. With the help of a more than $2 million grant from the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the Field Foundation has honored 14 people with its first-ever Leaders for a New Chicago Award. The idea, as foundation officials say, is to expand the definition of leadership in Chicago. This weekend, we want to talk about that idea with people who are walking the walk and a person leading the effort to find them. Uh, First, we'll chat a bit with Hillish Patel. He's the Leadership Investment Program Officer for the Field Foundation. The foundation was founded by Marshall Field III, and its goal has been community empowerment, though that concept was probably called something else back in 1940. Uh, Mr. Patel's job is to work with aspiring leaders and their organizations. He's a leader himself. In fact, he's a former field leader awardee. Uh, Mr. Patel was previously deputy director of the High Park Arts Center. He was at the helm of the program we're talking about this weekend. Hillish Patel, welcome. Thank you. Um, Tell us about what it was that the Field Foundation was looking for among the many, many organizations that are doing good things and making good efforts around the city.
0: Well, I think first off, we weren't trying to look for anything per se, we were trying to or identify anything. We were trying to surface the work of existing leaders because what we found out and what we've been finding out with our grant-making model is that across justice and art and now also including media and storytelling, there are a lot of leaders doing work in Chicago a lot of leaders that the people in Chicago who are the benefits of these leadership this leadership work are know really well, and we wanted to find a way to award individuals because for the most part, the organization Field Foundation has been doing grants to organizations, and we wanted to find a way to recognize the leaders uh, either at the helm or within the organizations who are doing the work
1: um, What makes a good civic or cultural leader well
0: that 's kind of. I joke that uh, trying to define or talk about leadership is like catching lightning in a bottle. It is hard to talk about that or narrow that down. But we, what we've been finding out by looking at this network of leaders is that it has a lot to do with people working in the community, living in the community, uh, having fidelity to the ideas that bring about change, in, either in a systemic either policy or in on-the-ground ways.
1: Um, Let's uh, next meet Tonika Lewis-Johnson. She describes herself as a photographer and social justice artist. Uh, She's from Englewood on Chicago's South Side and her work often touches on urban segregation and the richness of the African-American community. Tonika, welcome.
2: Hi, thank you.
1: Um, So what does it mean to be a social justice artist?
2: Well, that is a new title that I've taken on. Um, and the reason that I decided to call myself that is because, um, you know, I've moved beyond just being a photographer. And I made a shift from, you know, capturing beautiful images that spoke to me about um, the culture of my community and just the African American experience in Chicago at large really wanting to use photography as a tool to help people not just see beautiful images, but to see our surroundings in a different way and to make a connection to their daily lives. And so once I started coming up with projects that was using photography as a tool, that's when I decided to call myself a social justice artist.
1: And and you are best known for your now at least, uh, your, <laughs> I mean, I, you were known for your photographs before, <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, for the folded map project. Yeah, can you uh, briefly explain what that means and 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 how it yeah. grew?
2: Yeah, how it grew is yeah unexpected. But what it is is me using Chicago's grid map to identify mirroring points in Chicago, so addresses that are similar on the same street but north and south side or northwest and west side of Chicago, and photographing those addresses so people can see the difference in the investment, the surroundings, and then also bringing people who live on those same streets or in those different neighborhoods together to have a conversation about how they came to live there, Um, what they feel is keeping them there, what they like about their neighborhood, what they would like to see different. Um, and then seeing if those residents, um, find a commonality instead of helping them find the commonality, I let them do that on their own. What
1: surprised you about the response? that. And, and then besides all the publicity yeah. that it got, because it, it was one of those ideas that make people <laughs> slap their heads and go, wow, <laughs> what a great Thank idea. You. But yeah. but even of the participants, what surprised you?
2: Um, the, the public response and the participants, what surprised me the most is that um, there's a huge population of people that that I was being introduced to through the response that I thought only my small little social circle and the people I do work with felt like Chicago segregation does not represent how we will really want to interact with each other. And so the public response to the project let me know that it's a lot of Chicagoans who really feel like our segregation does not define truly how we want to come together. And a lot of people just feel, like it's such a daunting task and don't know how to do it. And so that's one of the most surprising revelations about the project for me.
1: We're going to turn now to Heather Miller. She is also with us. She is executive director of the American Indian center. She's a member of the, uh, Wyandotte nation and an advocate for the American Indian community through the arts. And Heather, welcome.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Um, how much are the arts a part of the American Indian tradition, and and how do you meld those traditions into uh, really a radically changing world?
3: Yeah, that is a great question. For us as Native people, one of the things that connects us all, because here in this nation, we have over 570 federally recognized tribes. So that means there's a whole bunch of different ideas and belief systems But the one thing that we find is true with all of us is that we don't really have a word for art or artists within our own languages. Art Mm. is just something that we do every single day. It's a part of every part of our being. So for example, when we may make a hand drum, we would pull or we'd hunt that animal, we'd take the skin off, we'd tan the hide, we would stretch the hide, We'd make the, make the shape out of wood that we would harvest ourselves, then stretch that hide over that wood. Then we'd paint on designs onto that hide, and then we'd play that drum for our ceremonies and for every part of who we are as Native people. And so each one of those steps is a piece of art. It represents who we are as people living in this world and trying to practice every single piece of our being.
1: Is that enough to to bring so many different cultural uh, traditions and groups together in, in in one way?
3: That is just one way to bring so many different tribal nations, so many different beliefs together. One of the other things that we do at the American Indian Center is we really focus a lot of our programming around the land. Many of our work includes um public public gardens and we specifically have a garden right in front of our center where we grow things like sage, sweetgrass, cedar and tobacco because these four these four plants are very crucial to who we are again as native people they represent part of our connection to the land. It represents different elements within our ceremonies and within the way that we practice our traditions. So it's really important for us to find ways to continue to allow those type, those types of practices to continue happening today.
1: Now, I uh, want to bring everybody in now, but I but I guess the first question uh, is is to you, Heather and Tonika. Um, do you feel like leaders? <laughs> 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 uh, do you, mean, do you, do you that's embrace?
3: That's a great question. Being, being you already cool. got the check. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently okay. the Field Foundation says yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say,
2: um, you know, I I didn't feel like a leader um, just I haven't felt like a leader in all the time that I've not only been doing photography, but community work. I just, I really felt like a concerned resident. That's, that's all it felt like. Um, Every decision I made on how I wanted to commit to my neighborhood projects that I wanted to do, it was coming out of just me wanting me being a concerned resident. And so what has been proven is (laughs) when you actually follow that commitment and, and and do work, collaborative work with others who share that same value, you know, you can be viewed as a leader and you can inspire other people to want to become concerned residents. So when I started uh, hearing people tell me in the neighborhood that, you know, they wanted to do work that we do, they wanted to be a part of what we do, that's when I decided, okay, maybe, maybe leader is, is a word that can be used to describe to describe what we do, what I do.
1: And now, Heather, technically, your 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 role <laughs> you g- makes you m- m- more in the traditional mold of a leader. But especially when you're dealing with different peoples, uh, does it feel? I mean, do you feel the mantle of leadership?
3: <laughs> uh, you know. Definitely my title would imply that I'm a leader within the organization, but honestly, my job really is just keeping the lights on. It's not that exciting. That's all I do. Um, In terms of being a leader, uh, really, I just love my culture, and Mm -hmm. I love seeing other people love their culture too. And if I have the ability to provide a space or to find a way to provide that space for myself and for others – then I want mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. and so being being in this position at the Indian Center has offered me that opportunity to find ways to create native space within within the city of Chicago as we know it today.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I, I when I have talked to people who have been em, emerging uh, leaders, I have I have found most often that people don't wear that title comfortably. And and in some ways, the best leaders that I've met have been people who don't think of themselves as leading a charge in one direction or the other. I mean, is, is that what you're finding is across the, the spectrum of leaders that you encounter and work with?
0: Absolutely. I'd say of the 14 leaders, every single one of them has that exact same thought. So I had the opportunity to bring all 14 leaders together a few weeks ago, just so they could meet each other and also to have a conversation about how they're looking at the ecology of the city and also what they need. And one of the things they all said they needed is, I said, professionally, what is it? something that you need? And they said, well, we're looking at how do you build the leadership capacity of others? Across the board, they all said this. And I almost started laughing. I'm like, well, isn't that what you already do? Isn't that what you've been doing all this time? And then they looked back at me and said, well, you know, but like, Legitimately. And so (laughs) and so, I mean, to speak to what you're saying, Craig, they're doing the work. They and they're quite often they're doing the work because they don't know what else to do. They're as Tanika was saying, I'm a resident here. Heather's saying, like, this is my community, this is my culture. What else, what other choice do I have? I'm gonna just do what I do every day. And because of that, because they're doing it in the community and because they see this as intrinsically part of who they are. That makes them, to me, in my eyes, leaders. Um, obviously, that definition is hard to kind of pin down, but you know it when you see it. And I think with these 14 people,
1: you obviously see it really well. One thing that I, we were talking about this before you, uh, before we started, and that was that uh, when you got all 14 together, they found that either they knew each other or heard of each other and... <laughs> That it was, it was kind of already a, a type of community, more loosely, uh, you know, aligned uh, or, or affiliated than maybe otherwise. But mm-hmm. that it is a, an existing community of people who are doing this kind of thing. Exactly.
0: I mean, Craig, you know, you know the city. You've seen the ecology of people doing this work. So part of what we're doing is not again to go back to the beginning. We're not saying this person is a leader. We're not making definitions. We're not identifying. We're just bringing to the surface people who are already doing the work. And the benefit of bringing them all together, yes, a lot of them knew each other, but in a formal way, if we could put them all in a room and say, can you just talk to each other and make those connections, then I think we've done a Large part of our job.
1: You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and we're talking about new leadership with Hillish Patel of the Field Foundation, Heather Miller, head of the American Indian Center of Chicago, and photographer artist Tonica Lewis Johnson, creator of the Folded Map Project. Uh, let me ask our our awardees I was going to say leaders again but we've already (laughs) beaten that word (laughs) into the into the table but but what does an award like this aside from the money help you do that you couldn't do before um Tonika
2: um well the the money helps just even mentally as for me as an artist um a lot of my time is creating, thinking about content, ways to um, execute a project or how I want to approach a, a large systemic issue and bring it down to a personal level. So there's a lot of time that I spend, you know, going down YouTube, rabbit holes of watching lectures and and movies and, and reading. And so um, this award allows me to not use a lot of my brain power just trying to function and survive you know Um, how to make ends meet this award frees up that creative space for me to continue to do the kind of uh, mental work and research and and community engagement that i've always done that has fed into um, me creating project ideas and so you know i i don't want to ignore the impact um, that the financial, the financial aspect of the award, because it does translate into just a freer mind and a little bit more stability that allows me to do the work that I love to do, even at a different level. So I'm able to commit more. I'm able to use more of my time and mental space to, to further the work that I'm already doing.
1: And Heather.
3: Yeah, this, this award to me is more more of a recognition in a way in that it allows it allows for some different ideas that I've had to come to the table to see them come into fruition. So for example, one of the things that is so important to me is the value of my team and making sure that no matter what, everyone who's a part of this work who's supporting the organization that they get recognized and that they get valued too. And so we're I was able to give the staff all special bonuses this year and say, Hey, you know, I won this award based on the fact that you all helped, help me get here. This is a completely team effort. And so it's highlighting them as well and making them feel, um, you know like they're a part of this this whole piece it gives so much more recognition to our organization in that we've got entities within the city that are recognizing our work and want to highlight the different aspects of what we do with the American Indian Center and putting putting ourselves on a different platform and on a different level that will allow us to grow our organization build up the work and find ways to support are one of the largest urban Indian populations in the entire country here in Chicago.
1: Well, and I want to uh, start to put all of you to, to work here for a bit because mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have an area the, the Chicago area. In fact, if you can look across the nation and see that we're dealing with problems today and in, in, in a society that's kind of chaotic, um, there's sometimes hostility from one group to another what can efforts like yours do to bring that level of tension down or to bring people together more? I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess what can individuals do? What can anyone do to solve the problems that we are finding ourselves in these days? And I know that's a lot to ask, but Hey, that's that's what you've been recognized for.
2: (laughs) I would say, um, One key aspect is to don't think about solving (laughs) because if you do, it'll feel like nothing will, uh, matter, you know, like your efforts won't matter. So don't think that you're solving. You are pushing the needle forward. You are a part of a continuum of, of people, a legacy of, um, people working towards change. So just focus on that. Um, I would say just having people um, understand that connecting to each other is the most important part. And if you can find any skill set that you have, any passion that enables people to come together, um, you're doing a lot of the work right there. Uh, Just having people not just of different backgrounds and nationalities come together, but even people within the same community having a space to, to vent to talk, to to think of their own ideas of what solutions could be. Um, Those spaces are so valuable. And in a city like Chicago, where, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of spaces that are supported across the board for people to come together to have these discussions. That's why it's very important, no matter who you are, if you can create that kind of space, um, it really does help inspire people and help them envision a different future and how they can contribute to it.
1: And, and Heather, in, from from your perspective, how how do you move the ball forward, so to speak?
3: I would ditto everything that Tanika just said, <laughs> and then I would also add that you know, change is change is really hard. But mm-hmm. when when you want to find ways to rethink or make that change. You know, mm-hmm. one little thing that you can do is simply um, think about the history of this country and think about how how we live our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that we can start by changing the way that we think is by remembering the first peoples of this land and by acknowledging the fact that we live in a country that was founded on genocide. And Mm -hmm. especially given this weekend, I think it's Mm -hmm. really important to remember that we are still a thriving Native community here in the city of Chicago. This land that we're sitting on and that we're standing on and that we're barbecuing on this weekend, Mm -hmm. that there is still a really thriving Indigenous population that continues to call this place home, that still has amazing ideas about how the land connects to our way of life. And we wanna work with people to find ways to bring those ideas to their minds and into their perspectives. And so think about the indigenous folks of this land, find a way to connect to them. Maybe read a poem by the recently named first Native American poet laureate, Joy Harjo. Mm. Uh, Click on a native blog, find a land acknowledgement, read a book by, a local professor, John Lowe, about the history of the Potawatomi folks that originally called this land home, but find ways to bring in another pr- perspective, find ways to connect with the original people that called this land home.
1: Thank you. That's beautiful. Uh, the Foundation, the Field Foundation, actually works to develop uh, leadership. Can you talk a little bit about what kinds of what, what are the kinds of things that you're doing and what kind of, what are your goals?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So we've been supporting leadership for quite a long time, but I'd say probably within the last year, year and a half, it's become more formalized. Part of that formalization has been obviously the Leaders for a New Chicago Award, the collaboration and support from MacArthur Foundation, and the dialogues that our president vice president and members of MacArthur have been having about what it means to identify individual leaders but we also support leadership advancement organizations. So we provide support to organizations that are doing leadership programming or leadership support for existing leaders. And so I'd say between the Leaders for New Chicago Award and that leadership advancement um, portion and also uh, supporting fellows or graduate students who come in and want to learn about philanthropy, those are the formal ways we do it. But when you look at justice, art, and media storytelling, and the support that we give across those three program areas. In addition to supporting the organizations, what we're doing informally is supporting the leadership work that's happening within those organizations. How do you support that? Is it about
1: uh, educating uh, the the leaders about about things, whether it's how to run their, their operations better? I mean, what does that support entail?
0: So with the leaders for New Chicago, we want to make it very clear. So... First and foremost, all we do with Leaders for New Chicago is pr- provide two awards. We provide the $25,000 award to the individuals, and we provide the $25,000 award to the organization. For the individuals, it's unrestricted, for the organization, it's general operating. After that, any additional support is optional. Our goal you know, you asked them earlier, what are they going to, what is the support going to do? Our goal mostly is these are people who are working sometimes 60, 70 hours a week doing an insane amount of work. Please take a vacation, fix your car, <laughs> you know, get a back massage for like, you know, 40 days in a row. I don't know. But ultimately it's just starting the conversation. You were asking them earlier, what can you do to change Chicago? A lot of this is about practice versus content. And all these leaders are asking all of us to change the way we do our practice, our daily practice, instead of just focusing on changing content. And so if we can start that conversation, I think we've been doing a good job.
1: We just have a few seconds left. Uh, final words. First, uh, Tanika, what's the what's the next thing you're going to be doing?
2: Oh, um, I just went to project ideas. Um, uh, Well, as a result of having more mental space, uh, I've been diving deeper into my next project, which is titled Belonging, and it's actually uh, focusing on black and brown youth in Chicago and how they navigate the city and how they feel about the city and the spaces that they feel like they do or don't belong in.
1: Okay. And Heather, very quick, what's, what's the next thing you do?
3: More land acknowledgements.
1: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Well, that will be the final word. I'd like to thank photographer Tanika Lewis-Johnson, American Indian advocate Heather Miller, and Hillish Patel of the Field Foundation for spending this half hour with us. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM.